Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brandt Bernard. And Mike Molina. And we'll be right back with the news up next, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys, makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Brian. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. You know what's really weird? What's that? Before you played that, I knew you were going to play that song. Really? Why? <laughs> Why are you playing the song? I don't know. Just, uh... That's weird. Before, <laughs> the, you know that break between the talking and then there was open space? Yeah. I know what he's going to play next, and I don't know why I knew that. <laughs> That's weird. Claudia Ackley is, a, is positive that she and her two daughters came across Bigfoot in a tree in Southern California last year. But when she called different state authorities to report the sighting, she got the same response. Nope, they told her, you saw a bear. As a result, the 46-year-old has filed suit against the state for failing to recognize Sasquatch as a distinct species. She's suing them on behalf of Sasquatch. Is that really sue for that? I don't think. I don't know how you can, Andy. I would agree with you. How can you possibly sue for that? 
Um, in this case, you can judge for yourself. An ABC 30 report on Ackley's sighting includes phone video shot by her daughter near Lake Arrowhead in the San Bernardino Mountains. It was shot around dusk and is pretty dark. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was pretty dark. Ackley filed her suit with documentary filmmaker Todd Standing, who made the Netflix film, Netflix film Discovering Bigfoot, and who believes the sighting is legit. State officials won't comment on pending litigation. I, I, again, the only problem I have with it, there's more to the story, which I'll read, but so we can read a newspaper in someone's hand from outer space, but we can't find a creature that's eight feet tall and weighs 500 pounds. Okay, I do have a problem with that. I got to believe that our satellites in outer space could probably pick up Bigfoot. And why would they lie about it if, if, if they did? What's in it for the government saying, no, there's no such thing as Sasquatch? What's in it for them? Anyone know? Nope. I would have no I think idea. They just think that it's real. I guess. He looked like a Neanderthal man with hair all over him, per Ackley who says this is a second sure sighting of Bigfoot she has made. He had solid black... He had beautiful hair. No, just kidding. He had solid black eyes. He had no expression on his face at all. Well, tell him a joke. He did not show his teeth. He just stared at the three of us. The three then safely walked away, she says. Among other things, the lawsuit says the state is endangering the public by not recognizing Bigfoot and calls on it to manage this wildlife species and protect its habitat. You can read the lawsuit in full at Gizmodo, which says it makes some valid and interesting points. In the meantime, Ackley is leaving fruit and snacks out, along with a voice-activated book that includes recordings of words like fur and candy and samples of each in an attempt to communicate. Yeah, why don't we uh, settle down on trying to get Sasquatch to speak English now? That's what we're doing now. But again, someone explained to me, why can't we pick up a Sasquatch sighting uh, on satellite? Because satellites can't really penetrate the forest. So there's, there's forestry. There's like anything more than like, you know, a slightly dense forest. Even the forest in a, out behind our house in Dayton, satellites would be useless there. Really? That's not even that thick. Yep. No, it is not. But, uh, you know. So there could be a Sasquatch I mean, in there and we never see it? Technically, yeah. Terrifying. I mean, there's like a thermal idea. imaging and everything, but satellites can't really do that. Yeah. But they could yeah. maybe... Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think thermal imaging could really go through a canopy, really. You don't think so? They do a pretty good job in the backyards when those hoodlums are stealing cars and then run away. They get about a block away and go, oh, there he is right there. Look at his body heat. <laughs> It works really, really well. I don't know. We'll see. The, no, but the leaves would absorb all the heat. I don't know anybody that believes there is Sasquatch. You guys know anybody that believes in Bigfoot? Yeah, you do. Darkness Dave. Mike, uh, Mike Rasmussen. Oh, there you go. There's oh, two. Mike Rasmussen believes in, in Bigfoot, too? Yeah, there's a second one. So why yeah. do they both believe? <laughs> there's a, that's really nice, Andy. Oh, yeah, there's a second one that believes that. Look, I mean, if you believe it, that's fine. But what what is the purpose of this one animal that that's there's no proof that it exists? What is the purpose of well, this? Well, in in Dave's case, it's more. I mean, like he doesn't necessarily like you know he he wouldn't go hunt Bigfoot, right? But he believes that there's it's there's a possibility that basically all um, 
all of those things exist. You know, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster and all that kind of thing. All of that. So why does Mike and, Rasmussen with, believe? Yeah, with him, it's like an actual like he believes that Bigfoot's out there. I don't really know why. He doesn't really offer. What's going on? Nothing. He just. I'm, I was just thinking about it. So he, there's no reason to believe it. He just believes it. I mean, I, I guess, guess so. I guess the best way to put it is I, I'm not saying there isn't. I don't know. I have no idea if there's a Bigfoot or not. So I'm not saying there absolutely is no such thing as Bigfoot. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying I, I just don't understand why we nobody's ever, except for that one drunk up in the Appalachians who thought that Bigfoot had beautiful hair and a couple of big old eyes, if you remember. And I said, get, get, and it ran away. Remember that guy? <laughs> it's not every day that a tycoon's feces are tested by authorities, but such is the case in Thailand. Wildlife officials accuse Premkai Kamasuda, uh, ranked by Forbes as the country's 35, 35th richest person, with an estimated net worth of $240 million of poaching a leopard and other animals in the Tungai Narusan Wildlife Sanctuary in the country's west. AFP reports uh, rangers came up uh, on the camp set up by Premchai, 63, and three others, and found 10 carcasses of protected species, including a black leopard, uh, a Kalij pheasant, and a red muntjac. Does anybody know what a muntjac is? Nope. I have never heard of a muntjac. M-A-U-N-T-J-A-C. The group was arrested February 4th, reports the Bangkok Post. Human excrement was found there, too, and officials say that its presence near the camp is noteworthy. They don't believe Prem Kai, who made his fortune in construction and heads the Italian Thai Development Company, which erected Bangkok's Suva Nambuhami Airport, or whatever the hell it is, would have straight... Yeah, Thai is a difficult language. It really is would have strayed far from the camp when nature called. It's not the only uh, test being conducted. Elephant tusks found in his Bangkok home will be analyzed to determine whether they came from Africa illegally. The Post reports on another potential clue. Two pellets identified via x-ray in the pheasant carcass will be tested and compared to the firearms taken from the suspects who have denied the allegations. Prem Kai uh, has a March 26 court date, wary of any potential attempt to flee. Thailand's immigration checkpoints have been told to keep watch for him. What is it with these guys that are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars that like to go and hunt, uh, you know, rare rare species? What is that? Power. How is that power to kill something that's pretty much defenseless? Well, I don't know. It's, I think it's just being able to say that you're one of the few people who've done it. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess said, that's... get away from here. Here you go. Get. Get. <laughs> and he went right back out that path again. <laughs> he went right back out that path again. I can't decide if I can't breathe because of the alcohol or the tobacco. <laughs> what is Did you ever see that guy? Yeah. Well, speaking of tobacco, yeah, he was from North Carolina. He was from North Carolina. That's exactly right. <laughs> get. Get. What? G-E-T. Where do you get get out of that? the hell's wrong with you seriously straighten out straighten up and fly right as they say i don't know you know it's uh, i have no i'm not a hunter and i'm not a fisher person all that stuff i grew up in the city so i don't uh, again i'm not judging people you're not supposed to shoot uh, protected species so so don't shoot things that are protected how about that go out and shoot whatever you need to shoot 
but let's not shoot protected species like the what was it called the red munt jack yeah don't be shooting the munt jack damn it yes and i looked it up it it's basically a deer what's a deer i don't know why yeah i don't know why that's really a problem it doesn't appear to be you know endangered or anything oh it doesn't so why is that a problem just kind of a deer it doesn't make any sense if it's not a problem it's not going you know extinct or anything why do they care if he shoots a deer and by the uh, oh, way, wait, well, what kind did you say? It was Red the... Munt Jack, M U N T J A C. Red Munt is Jack. not a type. Red, red's not a type of Munt Jack? No. Well, Indian, huh? ah, here we go. The Indian Munt Jack is also called the Red Munt Jack. That, no, nope, that's also least concern. So, I don't know. What? What did you just Maybe say? Maybe they just. Least concern basically means they, you know, there are tons of them. Well, so why do they care if he's opening fire on them? It's a kind of deer, but it eats bird eggs and small animals. None of it. One crazy deer. That does not make any sense to me at all. Not any sense at all, but what do I know? Oh, I'm looking at the red munt jack right now. The Indian munt jack. It looks like any other deer. Except for the, why does it have fur that goes all the way up its horns pretty much? Yeah, that is weird. That's how uh, a lot of like uh, deer when they're growing their antlers, they start off with that fur on them, and oh, then they it, do. it falls off. Yep. All right. Well, what are you going to do? We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out for his feces. And by the way, you get the job of going through the guy's feces because uh, I'm good. I have to take this weekend <laughs> off so you can go through his poop. Great. Thanks, boss. Thank you, sir. That's great. Wonderful. It's a bit of a watershed moment for policing, says a member of Britain's National Crime Agency, an investigation that started in August 2013 and involved as many as 100 investigators across the U.K. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Europol, uh, Europol, and the Australian Federal Police led to the June 17, uh, 2017 arrest of a postdoctoral researcher in geophysics at the University of Birmingham, deemed one of Britain's most prolific pedophiles. What? A postdoctoral researcher at geophysics at the University of Birmingham deemed one of Britain's most prolific pedophiles by the courier, Matthew Falder, has been sentenced to 32 years by a judge who characterized him as warped and sadistic, per The Guardian, which reports the eight years of torment he enacted online, which began in many cases with Falder pretending to be a female artist seeking nude photos to use in figure drawing exercises. Once uh, he obtained them, he blackmailed his victims into doing increasingly perverted acts. How could he blackmail them? If they thought they were sending naked pictures of themselves to a woman for artistic purposes, how could you blackmail them? Teenagers are stupid. That's how. I guess. I guess. He convinced one victim to send him video of herself. This is a a girl now. Oh, good God. He convinced one victim to send him video of herself licking toilet seats and a used tampon. A male victim ate his own poop. What what kind of people? What? Yeah, this guy sounds really messed up. Many of the victims were teens, and the images and videos he amassed were posted on Hurtcore sites. What's Hurtcore? I have no idea. No, Hurt to the Core is... Like the name of his site, I think. Oh, because it just says hurt core here. Intended to hurt victims to their core on the dark web under his usernames of Evil Mind and 666 Devil. 
The BBC reports as many as four of his distraught victims attempted suicide, all the while no one who knew you above ground had an inkling of what you were doing below the surface, says Judge Philip Parker. Indeed, the 29-year-old, that guy's only 29 years old? What? That guy's only 29. <laughs> he looks like Larry from the Three Stooges. <laughs> la, 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 Yeah, great, great job. What... Andy, you study psychology a lot. How does a guy get to be this way? I mean, how does uh, that it's happen? Either some, something like schizophrenia, but not quite, because this isn't schizophrenia. This is more like, well, sociopathy, but also not quite, because sociopaths aren't usually so open about, you know. Right. Because this guy was, like, bragging about how, you know, he'll never catch me, and I don't know. Sociopaths aren't sadistic. They're just self-serving. Like, they right. won't make you do something if it doesn't, you know, if they, they could, they'd screw you out of money, but they wouldn't, like, you know, just make your life worse for no reason. So if I had to guess, I would say uh, something happened to him as a kid that made yeah. him feel like, yeah. you know, that made him feel like he needs to get revenge on humanity. So that's what it is. It's revenge on humanity for what happened to me. That is what I would guess. See, it's about what we were talking about earlier, what happens to you in your life. You either internalize it or externalize it, and neither one is very good for you. It's uh, dealing with it open. I don't know, man. It's That's a tough road to hoe. There's no doubt about that. We will be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. You know what's amazing about this whole story we were talking about earlier, this uh, guy at Cambridge, they describe him as one of Cambridge's finest. Apparently he's a brilliant student, just a really, really uh, great person to be around uh, on the college campus, but apparently outside the college campus he's popped about 800 bolts and uh, should be put in prison for the rest of his life. What the hell? Well, 32 years. He's 39, you said, right? So mm. he'll be in there till he's 71? Oh, he's 29. He's, oh, he's only 29 years well, old. Well, he'll be 61 when he gets out. Uh, if he gets so out. So I don't know. That's not, really a, that's not really a life sentence at all. Because he'll be doing a lot more perverted stuff in prison, I can guarantee you that. I don't think there's any mm. question about that. 
The chicken has crossed the road, not just to our restaurants, explains KFC UK in a tweet addressing its weird problem. KFC has no chicken. How? What is your job as a buyer of chicken for KFC if you can't <laughs> buy any chicken? What is it that you do for a living if you can't buy us any chicken? What, what are you doing? Did you explain that to me? So it uh, says delivery problems. Yeah, delivery problems. USA Today reports about... Oh, my about God. What? I'm on BBC.com. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike, Google BBC.com KFC uh, no chicken, and then look at the uh, image that they put at the very top of that article. It's the BBC one about this from three hours ago. So it's... What it's is like, it? BBC And this what? is the UK, so it's like of all pictures... Is it the young pictures child? you could find. Like the video? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, angry, sad, disappointed, and hungry. There's a young uh, girl, uh, and she has a big smile on her face, but not as big as the one on the colonel in the picture behind her. This is unbelievable. They, they've closed 562 of their restaurants because they can't get any chicken. How? Uh, it was unclear when the delivery problems would be rectified, a KFC spokesperson said. Workers are being encouraged to take holiday, but would not be forced to do so, he added. Our teams are working flat out all hours to get the rest back up and running as soon as possible, but it's too early to say how long it will take to clear the backlog. KFC has set up a web page where fans can find their nearest outlet that is still open. It said that in the restaurants owned by the chain, staff on short-term contracts would be paid the average hours worked per day over the past 12 weeks, while those on salaries would be paid as normal. However, 80% of KFC outlets are run on a franchise basis. Franchisees will be seeking their own independent advice, but we're encouraging them to adopt this policy too, said the chain. A uh, sign on the door says, sorry, we're closed. We deliver our chicken fresh into our restaurants, but we've had a few hiccups with the delivery today. We wouldn't want to open without offering our full menu, but we'll be back at the Friars as soon as we can. <laughs> Signed, KFC. Well, President Trump's going to be disappointed. He's a big KFC fan. Yeah, he's a huge KFC. That's right. <laughs> he's a big McDonald's and yeah. KFC fan, right? That's all he ever eats, isn't yeah. it? McDonald's and KFC? Yep. <laughs> I don't really understand that, but until last Tuesday, KFC's chicken was delivered by South African-owned distribution group Bidvest, which describes itself as the leading supplier of logistical and supply chain solutions to the U.K., hospitality and restaurant sector. But after the change in the contract, many of the food giants outlets began running out of chicken products. The chicken crossed the road, just not to our restaurants, KFC said on Twitter. We won't compromise on quality, so no deliveries has meant some of our restaurants are closed and others are operating a limited menu or shortened hours. The statement listed KFC restaurants that were still open despite the problems. The distribution network uh, uses software developed by the firm Quick Service Logistics. So, Andy, I know you feel the same way, and I talked about this this morning on the morning show. And, Mike, do you like chicken? Uh, Well, I have been off meat since uh, yeah, last long, june yeah, yeah a long time you know now. uh do you like fried chicken yeah i mean it did yeah definitely because what's interesting is andy and i both used to get like we'd go out and get some wings right but now all of a sudden i don't know what it is we don't like the fried chicken anymore we like like the regular what would you call them andy baked or gr- grilled what would they what? i think it's still fried it's just not breaded yeah it's fried it's not breaded 
you know, the heavily breaded chicken, it's just, I used to love it when I was a kid, the heavily breaded chicken. Now it's just not for me. I don't know what happened. It makes me ill. What do you think it is? Well, I think the bread soaks up a lot of that oil. Um, oh, so then you get and it I've all. always had an issue with like you know eating things that are really really greasy. So you know um, if it's breaded, it's it's basically like an oil sponge. Whereas if it's not right. breaded, once it's done being fried, the oil comes off, and all you're getting is chicken. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this is an actual headline, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is from the New York Post. An actual headline. Farty passenger forces flight to make emergency landing. (laughs) Farty passenger. Doesn't say anything about, you know, flatulence, nothing like that. It's farty. A pilot made an emergency landing after a fight broke out over a passenger who allegedly refused to stop farting. Two Dutchmen sitting next to the flatulent passenger reportedly asked the man to stop, but he refused and continued to break wind aboard the Transavia Airlines flight from Dubai to Amsterdam, Skiffle Airport. Uh, The budget airline crew allegedly did not help the passengers after their complaints, Metro reports, leading to a fight between the men. Despite a warning from the pilot, the altercation continued and forced the plane to be diverted to Vienna Airport, where it made an emergency landing because the guy's farting. I guess he was a big, heavy set guy, a big, fat guy, and he wouldn't stop farting. He just wouldn't do it. Police boarded the plane once it landed and removed two women and two men whom the pilot reported as passengers on the, on the rampage. The two women who are sisters were removed from the flight and are now taking the airline to court, claiming they were not involved in the altercation. Nora LaCobb, a 25-year-old law student, called the removal humiliating. We had no idea who these boys were. We just had the bad luck to be in the same row, and we didn't do anything. All I will say is that the crew were really provocative and stirred things up. The crew? (laughs) Why would the crew stir things up? That makes no sense. Uh, All four passengers were released from police custody without being charged. However, all have been banned from flying Transavia Airlines (laughs) forever. (laughs) Well, it's a budget airline, so who gives a rat's ass? Uh, Our crew must ensure a safe flight. When passengers pose risks, they immediately intervene. Our people are trained for that. They know very well where the boundaries are. Transavia is therefore square behind the cabin crew and the pilots, the airliner said in a statement. What about the guy farting? (laughs) Why did he? He didn't get kicked off the plane, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, he did not. The two women got kicked off who did nothing. The two men got kicked off because he started fighting with the guy because he wouldn't stop farting up a storm. Uh, what are you going to do, right? Yep. So you'll never fly Transavia again. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, we didn't really have a we, – we had a <laughs> malfunction at the, at the Olympics. Yep. Uh, interesting. Uh, Gang Nguyen, South Korea. The first notes of Ed Sheeran's Shape of You had just played when Gabriela Papadakis suddenly became aware that people were about to see a whole lot more of her shape than she had planned. The French ice dancer's glittering emerald costume at the Olympics had come unhooked at the neckline. And later in the routine, her left breast was exposed live on television. When the class became unhooked, the 22-year-old Papadakis was more worried about holding up her outfit than making sure her twizzles and rumba were in sync. 
her swinging short program with partner Hyom Shizeron at the Pyeongchang Olympics was threatening to go down in history alongside Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe malfunction during her halftime performance at the Super Bowl. I felt I felt it right away, and I, I prayed, Papadakis said. That's about all I could do. Somehow the French couple kept things together through most of their Latin program, producing a score of 81.93 points on Monday that left them second behind Canadian stars Tessa Virtue. Your name is not Tessa Virtue, <laughs> Lion Sack. And Let's Scott. See here. Oh, here we go. And he's uh, looking to see if her name is Tessa Virtue or not. Uh, that's what it says. Her name is Tessa, Tessa Jane Virtue. McCormick Virtue. And although she might have. Just changed her. Yeah, born to Kate and Jim Virtue. Really interesting name. Never heard that yep. name. A last name of Virtue. Hmm. Well, there it is. Exactly. But it's in a, it's London, Ontario, so it might all be fake. Oh, this is really nice. I just got a text from a listener that said, "Luckily for her, her nose covered up anything that was." Mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> she, she does have kind of a beak. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> nice text. Thank you. Thanks so much for that. Uh, Michaela Schifrin's skier boyfriend sent home for a selfish outburst. What the hell is that all about? There's a lot going on to this. Andy, do you watch the Olympics at all? I have never, I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm not watching it either. I couldn't care less about Well, first of all, I don't like cold weather, so why would I want to watch it? Right? Boy, the USA is getting their ass handed to them. Yep. It's amazing. I don't uh, think the USA really care. They, we don't care about the Olympics nearly as much as we did 30 years ago. Oh, God, no, not even close. It's not it. Well, yeah, they cheated. This, they, in the yeah, 70s, literally, in, in, in the late 60s and, and 70s, all the judges went out of their way to cheat America out of medals. I mean, they, they really yeah, did. Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's favoritism, cronyism, um, and of course, everyone is on some sort of performance-enhancing drug, which really disillusions a lot of people. Okay, let me ask you both this. This is for Mike and for Andy. A guy, I think he was Russian, he was a curler that got popped for doping. Why the hell would you need to dope if you're a curler? I mean, strength is not part of it, is it? Doping isn't for strength, it's for stamina. So it is for stamina. Yes. Oh, you're right. The Russian who failed doping test was a curler. This could damage chances of uh, the tournament. Reinstatement, forget it. Russia could lose its chance to be reinstated before the end of the Winter Olympics because of a doping charge against curling bronze medalist Alexander Krushelnitsky. The Court of Arbitration for Sports said in a statement Monday that it has in- initiated a procedure involving Krushelnitsky, who finished third in mixed doubles with his wife, Anastasia Brizgalova, the AP reports, the IOC uh, spokesperson Mark Andrews says a failed doping test could keep Russia's banned team from marching under the national flag at the club. I thought they weren't going to let any Russians into the Olympics. What happened to that? Uh, well, they're, com- they're competing under uh, the Olympic flag. It's just athletes from Russia. Yeah, so but you can't do that. Yeah, now I it know. says here they're going to march under the national flag. Well, there aren't any Russians under the national flag competing. So I don't really understand that. The IOC suspended the Russian Olympic Committee last year uh, in connection with a massive doping scheme in the 2014 Olympics in Sochi, but allowed 168 athletes to compete under neutral uniforms uh, without the Russian national flag. Adams confirmed the positive test as it could have been could have consequences. Uh, so I'm trying to 
trying to look and see what this guy was using. Melodonium. What is meldonium, Andy? M-E-L-D-O-N-I-U-M. Meldonium. That's got to be. It's got to be for stamina, right? It is. Um. Apparently, it was only banned two years ago. It was okay until two years ago, but now meldonium cannot be used. Physiopharmacology. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, wow, this is very long. Yeah, blow it off. I just thought you could check and see what meldonium is, but it is what it is. So it's a stamina thing. It is a performance-enhancing drug, but it's not really saying what it does. Okay. Well, here's your metal count, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, France is in last place uh, with a total of, what, 12? Yeah, let me see if I can get a better... Yeah, because that one kind of does. It, it, it shows you a graph, but it's not. A, it's not a great graph. You can't really tell who's doing what. I mean, you can tell that Norway's blowing everybody away. Yeah. That you can tell. Okay, so here you go. Uh, United States of America has ten. They have five golds, three silvers, two bronze. Netherlands is fourth uh, with six gold, five silver, two bronze. Total of thirteen. Canada, six, five, and six, seventeen. Germany, 10, 6, and 4, 20. And then Norway's just kicking everybody's butt. <laughs> 11 gold, 9 silver, 8 bronze for 28 total. They have almost three times as many medals as the United States. That's uh, amazing. Tell you what, I was watching over the weekend and fell in love. There's this uh, Norwegian snowboarder. Uh, What's his name? <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. Silja Norendahl. I don't think I've seen Cilia. Yeah, I think it was. it's like uh, S-I-L-J-E. Okay, when we come back for the final segment, we're going to find out. We're going to take a gander at Sylvia, <laughs> Melina's new girlfriend, right after this Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill. With their patented easy level system, Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Lake Home and Cabin Show at the Convention Center February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special where with a qualified purchase... You'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or a free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. I've been waiting for a girl 
he's even playing music for her. It's so embarrassing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> she is stunning. Yeah. How old is she, though? I can't be saying she's stunning. She's very young looking. 24. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Seriously, she looks like she she looks like she'd be a teenager. Yeah. Very, very youthful. Her name is Silje. Celia Norendahl. I think it's S-I-L-J-E. Maybe somebody somebody from Norway could tell me how to... Yeah, we'll get Dan on the phone. Celia. I think it's Celia Norendahl, I would think. She's 5'6", so she's got some height to her. But, yeah. Uh, now we got... Uh, we got... Uh, Melina's got the... <laughs> Celia and Mike sitting in the yes. tree. <laughs> That's well, all I know. I mean, a couple bunks back, we uh, read the story about the girl that uh, Tevin wanted from Norway. The rich girl with the speeding ticket. Oh, that's right. She got a speeding ticket. Wasn't she oh, yeah. like a billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> Tevin was all over that, man. Based off your income. Based off, yeah. Well, she was awfully uh, pretty. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tevin's not a fool. I'm apparently you know, going after, going after uh, I can't remember her name, though. Yeah, what was her name? Her father was a very, very wealthy man. His, her father was worth like $11 billion or something. Um, and remember, uh, he left her a bunch of money like when she was 13. Yeah, she was 13 years old. She's been a billionaire since she was 13. <laughs> and she was fined $30,400 for drunk driving. $30,400. A 22-year-old, this is... Uh, November 17th is when this actually happened. A 22-year-old Norwegian student has been handed a $30,400 fine for drunken driving, but can still count herself lucky. Katarina G. Andresen, or Andresen, is reportedly Norway's richest woman with a fortune estimated by Forbes at $1.23 billion. She's 22. Oh, geez. Here we go. Now we got, he's highlighted Celia Norendahl, and now he's highlighted uh, Katarina Andreessen, too. Oh, yeah. Tevin's got, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I think Tevin's got, yeah, she's a very attractive woman. Oh. She looks like she'll be kind of serious, though. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she takes life pretty seriously. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Behind the wheel. That's why she's got to tip him back. Explain <laughs> it to me. You're worth $1.23 billion and you're driving after drinking? What is wrong? What the hell are you thinking? Exactly. Uh, I mean, what, what, what on earth would possess you to get behind the wheel after you've been drinking when you're worth $1.23 billion? It's like every time there's an NFL or NBA player that gets busted, it's like they have a service where wherever you are, you call a number and they'll pick you up. The NBA does, right? Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, I think more most teams do. Yeah. If you've been drinking, they will come and get you and they'll take your car home too. So it's like you don't even have to abandon your vehicle. They bring that home with you. Uh-oh. This couldn't be. Okay, so we've been looking at really good-looking Norwegian women. Uh, Katarina Andreessen and Silje Norendal. Man caught... Ma- the headline just says, Man caught masturbating in. That's all <laughs> it says. Oh, this guy looks normal. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Don't be doing this. Don't. Uh, a Nebraska man was arrested for masturbating at a Burger King on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> of all places, why? No. It's like, hey, you know what gets me really hot is going to Burger King. <laughs> those, those Whoppers. 
those whoppers. Are, you, you think you got a whopper? Uh, a flame broiled burger. That's a God. One of the link. Oh, it's in Lincoln, Nebraska. One of the Lincoln restaurant employees who witnessed the event told police that 24-year-old Khalid Khalil kept entering the and exiting the restaurant, and when he'd get inside, he would begin masturbating. <laughs> Can Muslims eat uh, Burger King? <laughs> I don't think is, so. Is that, on the, not. is that on the diet? <laughs> yeah, I, I get. But don't they eat like halal meats, or is that yeah. different? Is halal, burger, yeah. Halal? That's it's halal. Yeah. yeah, they're all over New York. Uh, those halal carts. Let's those halal see. carts. I are. don't <sighs> think Burger King is technically halal. No, I'm pretty sure it's not halal. <laughs> the witness also told police that Khalil's genitals were fully exposed. Oh. When officers arrived on the scene and tried to speak with the suspect, they said he appeared to be intoxicated. Well, now he, and he's <laughs> drinking. Now you're not supposed to be drinking. What are yeah. you doing? You want to follow the religion or not? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he wouldn't speak to them. He wouldn't speak to the cops when they got there. <laughs> Khalil was arrested and taken to jail for indecent exposure. Police reported that the man has no priors and is not a registered sex offender. Well, he will be now, right? <laughs> I mean, he will have to register as a sex offender, correct? You, you can't think, just start yeah. whipping out the tar paper when you walk into a Burger King and, not, <laughs> and get away with it. This is not the first time someone has performed lewd acts in a fast food <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> A man in Florida was arrested in 2015 for playing with his genitals, also at a Burger King. <laughs> Poor Burger King. Can't you go over to Jack in the Box or, you know, how about how about White Castle? Can you head over there? Last uh, year, a couple in the U.K. also had to appear in court and face jail time after getting caught on the security camera having sex in a Domino's. <laughs> well, are there are there booths in Domino's? I don't know. I thought... Can, I thought that was just takeout. So. Yeah, I thought it was takeout and delivery. Like you, you know, you don't go to Domino's and well, eat in the Domino's. It depends on the Domino's. I'm sure uh, there are, you know, there are I'm some sure that there have are some that you can eat booths. at. Well, you said it was from Lincoln, Nebraska, of course. And then, not to be outdone, the second one, the first time it happened was in Florida. A man in Florida. Oh, it's always a man in Florida. <laughs> there, yeah, there's no question. But <laughs> what about Burger King gets these guys all whipped up? I mean, these two guys are at Burger King, and they just they just can't. Back off. <laughs> but it's the intoxication part. Because I suppose the only places that are open after you're hammered at the bar are the fast food joints. Yeah. Although I've never seen anybody act like that at a fast food joint. No. I, that's something I've never witnessed in my entire life. So I don't know what that's all about. I have no clue. Uh, why you? Why and why particularly Burger King? What's the difference between Burger King? You don't hear one at McDonald's. No. You got Domino's. You got Burger King. I don't really understand. Well, you can't. It can't be at KFC because yeah. they don't have any chicken. <laughs> so it's not going to happen there. They can't even get any chicken. Oh God! Rhode Island State Senator twenty-seven charged with extorting sex. What is wrong with these politicians? You know, it's so amazing to me. All these people that love to stand there and tell you how to live your life, whether they be Hollywood stars, Hollywood producers, politicians, uh, state, county, federal officials—they're all nuts. They tell you how to live your life, but then a grand jury indictment released. Uh, a matter of fact, it was unsealed today accuses a Republican state senator of extorting sex from a page in the Senate's page program. 
The indictment was unsealed as Senate Minority Whip Nicholas Kettle. His name is not Nicholas Kettle. <laughs> you buying that? No. Was arraigned on two counts of extortion in Providence Superior Court. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kettle of Coventry is accused of extorting a male page for sex multiple times. He pleaded not guilty, was released on $50,000 personal recognizance. The news prompted Democratic Senate President Dominic Rogerio to again call for Kettle to resign immediately. He said he was horrified and disgusted by these allegations. Now, what do they mean by extorting sex from a page? How, how would you do that? Yeah. What? I mean, how, how would you... That sounds ex- like blackmail. So he, the kid did something, and therefore he was going to extort sex from him instead of money? I guess. I guess. That's... Uh... That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know what the... Uh, Kettle, who's 27 years old, was indicted last week, but the details of the extortion counts remain sealed over the weekend. State police separately charged Kettle with two uh, with video voyeurism, accusing him of sending pictures of his ex-girlfriend's vagina. Oh, God. W- what? Oh. See, I, what am I missing out on in life here that I don't really understand what the great thrill is in extorting sex from a guy... And then sending around pictures of your girlfriend's vagina. Explain that to me. I wish I could. Sound, sounds like he might be a troubled youth. He could be a troubled Although youth at 27. 27 now, so. The indictment says Kettle extorted the page into sex on two occasions in 2011. Well, wait a minute. So six years ago. So this, this guy was only 21. Doesn't say how old the page was, though. Um, he extorted sex on two occasions in 2011. The page's LinkedIn profile says he served as a page from February uh, 2011 to May 2012. Kettle, who is among five Republicans in the 38-member Senate, did not speak to reporters outside court and did not comment on whether he would resign. But his lawyer described the page as a political rival of Kettle's. What? So now he extorted sex from a political rival? What the hell is it? What? State elections records show the page ran against Kettle as an independent in 2014, three years after the extortion is alleged to have occurred. I can't follow that story at all. (laughs) I don't understand this. First of all, how do you extort a page into coughing up sex? So the kid had to have done something wrong, right? I guess. I I don't... Yeah, I'm lost on that one. The guy looks like he's kind of down... Down on his luck right now. He hasn't shaved in a while. This twenty, what is he? Twenty-seven years old now. Yeah. yeah. Rhode Island state senator. He's probably a friend of Paul Mercurio's. You know. <laughs> notice I didn't throw the other two out under the bus yeah. on that one. Other two guys from Rhode Island, but yeah, I don't. Some of this stuff just. Uh, how do you get in a position where a guy can extort sex from you? And it doesn't say how old the page was, by by the way. So I don't know how old our pages are. They're usually college kids, aren't yeah. they? Aren't they like either college or fresh out of college? Like Maybe fresh out of college. So the kid was probably 21, maybe 20 or 21 or something. What's the legal age for sex? Eight, it's 18, right? Yeah. When you're 18 so. years old, Depends you can have sex. Depends on states. Oh, really? It's 16 there... to 18, depending on the state. 16 in some states, you can have sex with 50-year-olds? But, no, but I think that me, uh, you have to be close to 18, I believe. Like it has to be a sixteen and yeah. an eighteen year old. Oh, I see. They're what you're yeah, they're kind of all over the place. Well, I wonder why that is. That. Because states used to have the ability to pass their own laws. What's the deal in Poland right now with the, the Poland's Israel embassy defaced after PM's remarks? What the hell? What's 
seriously, what is going on in the world with everyone hating each other so much right now? It's not just in the United States. Swastikas and profanity were reportedly scrawled on the property of the Polish embassy in Israel over the weekend in the wake of controversial remarks made by the country's prime minister about the Holocaust. Yeah, you always want to make comments about the Holocaust. It's always the smart thing to do. The symbol of hate appeared on the entrance to the property of the Tel Aviv, in Tel Aviv, excuse me, on Sunday, one day after Polish Prime Minister Matuz Morawiecki publicly suggested that Jews, along with Poles and others, were among those responsible for aiding the Nazi genocide. An estimated 3 million Jewish people living in Poland are believed to have been murdered by the Nazis prior to World War II. The markings were reportedly written in a marker on both the gate and the bulletin board and included both swastikas and anti-Polish profanities. What, like Polak? Or is that not a profanity? I'll have to ask Bilski. I'm having dinner with him tonight. Is Polak a profanity? (laughs) Uh, police released photos of the vandalism and said they were investigating the incident. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu swiftly condemned Moravicki's remarks after the Polish leader made them in response to an Israeli reporter's question regarding a new law in Poland that seeks to punish with jail time anyone who says the country was responsible or complicit in the Nazi crimes committed by the Third German Reich. The Polish Prime Minister's remarks here in Munich are outrageous, said Netanyahu, after Morawiecki referenced Jewish perpetrators in a statement in the German city on Saturday. So he's saying that Jews helped to kill other Jews in Poland? I guess. So basically well, I'm sure Jews- no one in, in uh, Germany was, no group was totally... Uh, innocent in germany a lot of people well, this was in poland if they, though. If, if well you know whatever poland was germany for a while there oh you mean people throwing throwing other people under the bus yeah i think a lot of people will uh sell others out if it means that they can save their own well, lives. That, that did happen that that part is true it is Morawiecki's stance that Poland was a victim of Nazi occupation and that most Polish people attempted to help their friends and neighbors as millions of Jews from across Europe were sent to death camps. So I don't. he says on one hand that they, they were trying to help them escape from, from Poland. I don't, I, I don't understand the guy's point. It's time for me to wrap it up. That's all I know. Everybody's given, The news has given me a headache today. I don't know why that is, but it is. It just is. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.